verses 17 through 32. I'm glad you could be with us today. Let's get right into it. Paul says, so with the wisdom given to me from the Lord, I say you should not live like the unbelievers around you who walk in their empty delusions. So Paul right away, he just gets right to it. Look, um, your culture that you live in is amoral. Nothing right or wrong about it. The character that we're called to is Christ-like character. Uh, there's no such thing as a Christ-like culture. There's just Christ-like character that is displayed by you and I in the specific cultural contexts that we find ourselves in. Regardless of where you live, whatever space, whatever place you find yourself in, um, whatever race of people we are, we're called to Christ-like character and attributes. That's what sets us apart. He says, their corrupted logic has been clouded because their hearts are so far from God. They're blind <clears throat> understanding and deep-seated moral darkness keeps them from the true knowledge of God. So sometimes people are just far from God because they choose to be and they want to be, and that's the life that they find themselves in. And so the Bible refers to this as uh, being in the dark, using a metaphor of, of light and dark, people choosing to live in the darkness, choosing to live totally separated from God, totally devoid of any relationship with God in their life. And of course, God loves us enough that he lets us <clears throat> suffer the consequences of our own decisions, actions, and choices. That's the definition of love, is that you give people the choice as to what uh, life they want to live. Now he says in verse 19, because of spiritual apathy, they surrender their lives to lewdness, impurity, and sexual obsession. So when people lose their desire to follow God, <clears throat> to follow the Lord, <clears throat> they will give in uh, to money, to power, to women, uh, to lewdness, sexual immorality, because something is going to dominate the energy in our life. And when you follow Jesus, he redirects all of your energy towards the goal of being unselfish, the goal of being a servant. The closer we get to Christ, the more unselfish we are, the more we want to serve others, meet their needs and help them. So without Jesus to channel our energy, most people boomerang into debauchery, which is what he's talking about here. He says, but... This is not the way of life that Christ has unfolded within you. If you have really experienced the anointed one and heard his truth, it will be seen in your life for we know the ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. So if you really have Jesus living in your life, it will become evident based on how you live and how you act and how you treat people. It's really that simple. Now, can sincere people have a bad day? Of course, absolutely. Can sincere people... Um, make terrible choices and make stupid decisions of course of course it all has to do with your heart and the direction that you want to that you want to um, go towards the really humble person will always quickly say sorry and get right back on to what to what god has for them 
Now he says in verse 22, he's taught you to let go of the lifestyle of your old life, the old self, which was corrupted by sinful and deceitful desires that spring from delusions. Now, what's he talking about here? Sinful desires that spring from delusions. Delusions are the things that we make up in our head that we think are going to make us happy. And more money won't make you more happy. More money will just make you more of who you already are. More houses won't make you more happy. They'll just make you more of who you already are. All of the material things that you have in your life, they don't give you more happiness and more peace. They just make you more of what you already are. If you give an unselfish person a lot of money, they'll be unselfish with it. If you, get a, if you give an unselfish person a lot of homes, they'll be unselfish with it. If you give a generous person a bunch of stuff, they'll be generous with it. Your money and your material things just magnify and multiply who you already are, which is why we so desperately need God to transform us in our life every single day. So he says in verse 23, now it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you. So when God shows us things, it shows us things in his word and by the Holy Spirit changes the way that we think, changes the way that we behave. And he says, and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within your new life and live in union with him. For God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness and you now belong to him in the true realm of holiness. So it's not Jesus that makes us right with God. I mean, it's not us that makes us right with God. It's Jesus that makes us right with God. Jesus is the one who gives us our our righteousness, our right standing with God. So he says, so discard every form of dishonesty and lying so that you will be known as one who always speaks the truth for we all belong to one another. Verse 26, but don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be fuel for revenge, not even for a day. So our passions in life, in another version, it says, you know, be angry and do not sin. So it's okay to have passion about things that you perceive to be injustices. But through the filter and through the eyes of Jesus, God takes our any, any righteous passion that we have and he redirects it in a godly way. He says, don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. If any of you has stolen from someone else, never do it again. Instead, be industrious, earning an honest living, and then you will have enough to bless those in need. Wow. You know, God wants us to work hard. It is amazing to me how many people give advice to others and they don't even have a full-time job. Unbelievable, man. And um, we live in a world of fakes and phonies and God calls us to be industrious, to work hard. And um, out of that, many wonderful things uh, can happen. He says, and never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth. Boy, that's a, that's a mouthful. You know, I learned a long time ago, Billy Graham said it best. When you wrestle with a pig, both of you get dirty, but only one of you likes it. What's, what's he saying there? Listen, you don't have to go one day in your life without getting tempted to say something that you shouldn't. Do I have people say mean things and rude things to me? Every single day. Every single day, including this morning. What did I say? Nothing. Nothing. God watches every time the devil throws you a pitch in the dirt 
God is watching to see if you swing at it. Every time the devil throws a pitch to you in the dirt, God is watching to see if you swing at it. Every day is filled with opportunity, pitches that come your way that you say, no, 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 I'm not swinging at that pitch. That's in the dirt. I only swing at strikes. And so God will give you the wisdom when to talk, when to be quiet and pray. Nearly 90% of my day now is God telling me, be quiet and pray. Don't say anything. And so as we talked about yesterday, when you get disciplined in that, then what happens is when you do speak, then your words carry an anointing and they carry force because you're speaking when God wants you to speak. Um, But instead, let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. So God wants all of our words to be care packages for people to love them and bless them and help them uh, in their life. Now, verse 30, the Holy Spirit has sealed you in Jesus Christ until you experience your full salvation. So once we're Jesus's, no one can take us away from Jesus. Once we have Jesus in our heart and we've said, Lord, I give my life to you, even through the ups and the downs, we are a member of God's family. Jesus owns us. We belong to Jesus. You don't have to worry about that. He says, lay aside, verse 31, bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity, and insults. Again, all of this has to do with attitudes and words. Lay aside bitter words means let them go. Temper tantrums. It's the last time you had a temper tantrum. God was watching. Uh, Revenge. Revenge. Um, Profanity and insults. So God's watching to see how we use our words and how we operate from our attitude. And then lastly, in verse 32, it says, instead be kind and affectionate toward one another. God is graciously, hasn't God graciously forgiven you? Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. So Jesus forgives us, so we're supposed to forgive others. It's really that simple. And aren't you glad that every single day we can come to this book God can speak to us. He can encourage us. He can lift us up. And that's one of the reasons why I read my Bible every day. And I love to teach it to you as much as possible. Thanks so much for watching today. Till next time, have a beautiful day.